Welcome to an episode of the Tifo Mahapi Show hosted by myself. The show explores the impact, whether famously or infamously, some of my guests have had on the world. I believe that opening businesses and, and the healthy capitalism without the corporations which destroy the environment, etc. I think be naive to say that we've completely overcome any polarizing or divisive issues on the racial front. We thank you for taking some time out to listen to the podcast. A couple of weeks back, or a week back, when I contacted you, I didn't greet you. And I thought, I thought to my, no, seriously, it bothered me afterwards, because I thought to myself, I'm worse than a computer, and I'll tell you why I say that. So when any device, like a phone or a computer that's connected to a network, mm. before they communicate, they send a hello message to confirm that this is a computer I want to talk to. So it will say, hello, how are you? This is me. This is my name. This is my address. So it will send, okay, this is what I want to do with you. I want to send you this package. It's this big. Can I send it? And the other computer will confirm and say, yes, this is me. This is my address. I confirm it. Just like we do as humans. You know, like in Susuti, you'll say, Dumela, which literally translated means agree. And that's what computers do. And it will say, yes, you can send this package, but don't send it all at once. Send it in chunks, blah, 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 blah. So I thought about it. I'm like, eh, but we are so, not we are, I must speak for myself. It is we though. I am so Western. And it's because it's a, such a dominant culture. And also, I think just beyond culture, just this, the busy culture that we have, you just, it's all about efficiency. So this is what I need. That's, that's why, you know, what's happening, that language that we use. It's just you get to the point quickly, which is terrible because we're losing our humanity. That's the point I was trying to get to. And we're using that Ubuntu, like being a Muntu or being Muntu, which is there's a context to your engagement with anyone. Yeah. You're not communicating with a machine. <laughs> they is might this your be apology this is the, this is my roundabout <laughs> apology <laughs> this is my roundabout yeah. apology but yeah it's like we've become so efficient as you say and it's because of the dominant culture and probably that's the first thing i want to chat to you about is like western culture obviously is dominant mm, mm. it's the dominating culture in everywhere even in africa yeah, i mean yeah. we're sitting here talking english Dude. Even though I can justify it and say it's because the people who listen to the podcast, but yeah. they can learn a language if they want to. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, what, what, how do we try and reverse that? And I'll explain to the listeners later why I'm asking you specifically this. I mean, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. And I think, you know, that, that global culture, that moving fast-paced culture, particularly in urban centers like we're in you know it's very dominant and it's that globalization but you kind of you know that whole trend that so there's the trend to globalization and now there's a counter trend to almost to that to nationalization you see it all over the world where people are kind yes. of like no actually we are this country i mean brexit is one example but it's it's happening in many different spaces and i think that's going to actually force societies and people and communities to move back to who we are, what we are. I don't know if we in on the continent are necessarily there yet because we're always kind of a bit behind on the curve. I think we're still very much glorifying and globalization. We're part of the global economy. We're part of the global culture, which is fine, which is great. And it's important economically. I mean, you know, I look at my work. There's no way I can survive today by saying I'm 
we are a South African company, we only work in South Africa. No, you have to be beyond that. But culturally, in terms of identity and all of that, I think there is going to be a move to be more inward looking. And in that, also a cultural kind of, I don't want to use the word rebirth. Re- mm, I was going to say, I don't want to use the word renaissance yeah, or yeah, rebirth, yeah. but a reconscientizing of, of our cultures and our value systems. I think it's a big value system thing. I mean, it, it's not a, it's something, I would say it's not a big deal, yeah. but it actually is a big deal. You know, like what you're talking about in terms of greeting. Even the way you greet an elder, I mean, like now, like I was always brought up that you, when you greet an elder, you first you greet them in plural, so you say ninjani, even if it's one person. You know, and also you, sorry, you'd only say ninjani once they've asked you. So you sabona, you'd you greet. You don't ask an adult. This is how I was brought up. How are you? Like onja. They must ask you first, then you say siapila ninjani. But now everyone says oh ninjani. Even now, I find myself doing it. You know, speak, and it's yeah. just like. Mm. It's little things. It's not important. A lot of people don't even know it. But or even actually, using first name basis. Oh no, you know, but that one is yeah. That, that I can't get used to. And, I, and yeah. my kids, you know, they in situations where at schools they'll use first name basis with you know staff members, and it's just like, but you can't do that. But it is, it is what it is. And sometimes you have to, for the sake of sanity, you know, you can't. You have to pick your battles. But and, and yeah, I mean, start at home, I guess with your kids but it's not a big thing but it actually is a big thing in the greater context because you lose little things along the way until one day you wake up and you've lost a whole big thing and i think uh, for me it's more about losing i mean i think diversity of cultures and diversity of people makes the world a great or even a better place and i like referencing nature you look at nature there's no globalization there lions don't try to become like sheep Bucks don't try to be elephants. Yeah. Yeah. No one, if they keep their identity and they know, I don't want to say culture because I don't know how well, how conscious they are. They don't have a culture, but they have an identity and they keep it. They don't try to emulate anyone or try mm. to be like anyone. Of course, you could argue that as humans, we are one animal. Mm. Mm-mm. You could argue that <laughs> that we are one animal from one source, yeah. which is Africa, even from a scientific point of view. But I think culture plays a big part in making the world a better place. But culture is also used as a type of currency and as a tool, right? So because if you can't ignore the history, obviously, colonial history, the the oppression, etc. Culture is a very big part of successfully colonizing a people, whether it's political, economic, or whatever colonization, because right now it's also happening, even though there's so-called freedom, political freedom. Colonization from, from a, a mind point of view from, you know, if you look at the entertainment industries, for example. Yes. Our inability for us to allow our cultures to flourish in those spaces. So it's, to be fair, one has to acknowledge that, that there was a very systemic Eradication. Eradication of, of, of people's cultures and also an instilling of shame of when it comes to expressing your culture, your languages, etc., etc., etc. And that's, that's intergenerational. It's, it's, you know, comes down. So there needs to be a very conscious effort to undo to change that. that. But at the same time, you're also trying to live in this global space, 
you know. But I mean, you go to France, right? People but, are speaking yeah, French. I was and about to say. They're very much in the global space. But, but look, they've got the power. They've got the economic, uh, commercial power. Uh, commercial power that they're not, they don't have to. They don't care. If you don't want to talk to us, it's fine. Anyway, we've got all of X, Y, Z, and we're still getting. Let me not get too political, but you know, <laughs> they, they don't, they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we are in a situation where we're always kind of trying to, trying to please catch someone, up, yeah. trying to please, trying to, you know. But it's a good point you bring up about, about the, the, the French talks again to systemic eradication of cultures and languages, etc. You look at Europe, mm-hmm. although it might be different now in terms of practicalities, but Europe is cut up based on languages and cultures. You've got France, they speak Mm. French, it was a Mm. monoculture, Portugal, England, Scotland, Germany. But when we as Africans, especially nowadays, there's this thing that if you say Kimusutu, no, you're being tribalistic. If you say Mkosa, no, you're being tribalistic. But it's not like, I'm not saying I'm better than you, I'm just Claiming my, it's a fact. I'm claiming my culture. Mm. The question I wanted to ask is what makes them not Ugunang and not to care about what anybody says about is something that South Africa is very contentious in South Africa is land. As I say, it's divided up. Mm. They've got their own territories as as monocultures and they can tell anyone who wants to come to them to say, okay, you don't want to toe the line in terms of our norms. Because culture for me is several things and not only traditional. Mm. cultures like France Kosa, mm. but even like hip hop is a culture mm. things like that mm. culture for me is the way people speak mm-hmm. the norms and customs they have and you could even go to an extent of how they dress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the French because they've got the other part which is the fourth part which is their own sovereignty their own yeah. land yeah, yeah. Do you think that plays like a huge part? I know it's a contentious topic in South Africa, but I think it plays a big, big part. No, it's huge. I mean, that collective self-esteem, you know, if you want to simplify it that way, if you look at an individual, a child, a person, your self-esteem, your, your, your confidence in yourself and in your worth will determine how you interact with the rest of the world. Now, if you've grown up feeling very substandard, you're less than, you're lacking, you're not confident, you will go out there with that attitude. So collectively, as a country, because we don't, we, you don't own the land you live in, in fact, you've, you've grown up, even if you, know, you were born post-94, there's a lot of that hangover is there. You're, you're brought up not really having that confidence of this is mine, this is me, this is us. So you, you're obviously going, to, collectively, that's how you present. That's how you present to the world. And that's how they, the European countries will present to the world, that they know who they are. And I mean, the land issue is actually quite interesting because you find even in other African countries, other than South Africa, where, so economically, they may not have an economy that is thriving as, as good or as solid as South Africa. Mm. And I mean, we can go into who owns that economy and all of that, but still, so economically, you know, objectively not doing as well. But land is owned by the people of that country. There is a collective confidence in those people that you won't find in South Africa. True. You know? No, you and see it when you travel. Yeah. You see it when you travel. And it's, it's amazing to witness. It's amazing to witness people... They, this is our home. Yes, it's, we've got issues. We've got political issues. We've got economic issues. We've got whatever. Corruption, whatever, yeah. Whatever. But 
this, this the confidence the confidence yeah. they know that this my children's children's children will have this land and they will do whatever they're going to do and hopefully the politics will allow them to flourish but oxalayo we are here and that it what do you say is it zulu or koso kukala istatula say to yeah kukala istatula like it's 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 <laughs> our rules yeah it's like it's our rules yeah. that 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 go it's our norms it's our customs it's yeah. our it's our culture that goes here it's our culture it's our voice yeah. and i think that's that's huge it's huge you know for a people to know that for a people to believe that and and that's why this this land issue is you know that people are just like oh just carry no it's it's actually a huge thing in terms of just your identity your your collective self identity and self esteem you can't be renting in your own home forever nah it's not sustainable it's not sustainable yeah. but i think the other part you you mentioned systemic like it's sort of there's a systemic eradication of cultures the key part that contributes to that is also education so i'll give you a personal example I was in a Bantu education primary school, Soshanguvi Bantu education. Then 1992 happened, and I go into private school, high school. Now I can't flip. We were still living in Soshang. Two different worlds. Yeah. Standard five. I don't know what they call it. Grade these days. Mm-hmm. I was in Bantu education. Teacher was teaching in Spedi. I was first in Sutu and then Spedi one. Then standard six, you're in this private school. Now it's English. And, but the key part for me to come to the culture thing was they were talking and referencing these fairy tales and all these yeah. parables and things that I've yeah. never heard of. Yeah. Like, yeah. and when, they, when you are asked about these things and you can't relate, you are seen as stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I know Tzela and Elidimu, you don't. No, no. But well, only later in my life I realized that. Not then. Then I felt like, it, as you say, it affects your confidence. Yeah. And you think, hey, maybe I am stupid because I don't know everything. The... But it's like, no, you're not. Your culture is the stories you were brought up yeah. on. Tzela and Elidimu and but all the those other stories. your culture. Your culture is now an other. Yeah. It's a, it's so a... you don't belong there. You, don't, you feel like an outsider. You're there and you're like, Okay. But you need to belong so you assimilate quick. You, no, no, you do. You, you can hear how to. I speak. I, I had to assimilate. You have to assimilate. Otherwise, you don't survive. Yeah, no, it's... it's, it's, it's you're, the, the education system is designed to... And I'm even now... It's cultural. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying now, yeah. Even now, I mean, you... I, I have a... The private school, I mean, my kids... My son is in grade seven, so standard five, so yeah. we're going into high school, and my daughter's in matric. So we, we're in pivotal stages, mm-hmm. right, for both of them. And this thing of what high school to choose has been a very, very difficult one for us. And to the point where, like, I wasn't even applying. People were like, no, we applied. I was not applying. Like, I only started applying, like, now, mm-hmm. you know, because I've... Right now, the primary school he's at is a, it's a government primary school, kind mm, mm. of former Model C, but yes. it's a government school, which means that at least he's exposed to a wide spectrum of, of cultures, soci- of cultures and, yes. soci- and, and society. It's, it's somewhat of a not a complete, but a there's snapshot. no one dominant culture like in private schools. It's it's a snapshot of society, yeah. you know, not only from eco- economically, so like the backgrounds that the kids come from. You've got kids who are coming from. 
all over the spectrum of you know of society culturally language exposure i mean it's it's and i and i'm grateful for that because school is not only about the academics right it's about life life, life education life, yeah. but now going into high school it's like okay so now high school you know the thing by the time in high school if you can afford it if you can try you need to move private, to private. Yeah. i'm just like oh my gosh because now this is now the standard wealth whether you're wealthy or not you're aspiring to that wealth yes. you know yes. such that culturally you know how it is no no and and then it's like this is what i'm going to be putting my child in. so we're literally even now i don't even know what's going to happen you know with with his with his high school but i'm very very stressed by that kind of getting into an environment that is not a real environment it's not real that's not reality. Well, it's real for some people. For some people, that's and the that's thing. a very small percentage of, very South small Afri- of South Africans. And I think sometimes and people some struggle of them, to assimilate as adults yes, into normal yes. life because they're used to where everyone is rich, everyone aspires to a certain thing, everyone, you know, things are done in a certain way. Things are done in a certain way, and you cannot express yourself as a black African in terms of your full African culture. I mean, yeah. I went to a public school high school also model c but even then like it was not like the private schools you still had i don't want to use the word normal but i feel that that's the word you like, could express yourself you could express yourself you could just be and you have kids from all over the place it's like you're you're in normal society yeah so yeah no it's a, education is a very education religion i mean it's we know the the whole thing oh yeah There's also, that yeah. is the tool of how you know catch them when they're young catch them in their you know, in their heart and say, this is the right culture. This is how you should present yourself. And I think I raise education because that's been my biggest disappointment uh, from a government perspective. They haven't built any African-centric schools, if you can put it that way, that conduct education. And when I say conduct, I mean teach science in Sesotho. Because it's easy to relate. Imagine this, you're growing up from zero to five, six years, you're being taught and spoken to in Sesotho at mm. home. Then you go to school, then everything is in English. And then the kids who and went even, to those even the references, even the references are not in your culture. Mm. I was watching this TED video, I forget who was doing it. it was this, I think it, she was East African, Kenyan or Rwandan mm. lady. And she says she stopped in traffic somewhere in Uganda or somewhere. And there was an alphabet... Uh, this man was trying to sell her an alphabet. You know, yeah, these things yeah, that are yeah. the alphabet for primary school yeah. kids? And it had A for apple. And she bought it, but she only saw later that it said A for apple. And she's like, I, I'm not going to use it for my kid because where we live, apple is not common. So yeah. the references in school also play a big part. I remember on that very X for xylophone. I remember sure, I what like, is a xylophone? What is that thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But that's how you learn it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad. But, and then now we, who went to these schools where we had the norm, our normal was... was those, those... Now we're kids. having kids. Yes. And, and there, when you, I mean, you were talking about zero to seven, yeah. you know, the, your language at home, you were speaking your home language. Yeah. And I'm growing up, that's, but now my kids, zero speaking, to seven, it's English we've been speaking because English. Because they go to preschool, you English and all that. And yeah. also I was now, I've been in the system for that long. Yeah, but it's very systemic you and know, intentional. It's intentional. It was well thought out. 100% for, for strategy. <laughs> it was. You know, and it's, yeah, it's, we yeah, unfortunately, we now have to do the work of, 
of reversing that. Of reversing it, and it's not easy. Is it reversible? Because it's entrenched everywhere in society. It has to be. It has to be. We cannot accept any anything else. It may not be reversible to go to the original state. And maybe that's not even desirable to go to mm-hmm. where we were before. But there's some fundamentals that one has to identify and insist on ensuring that they happen or, or, that, or that we reverse to those. We have to. I mean, things like values, things like language. It doesn't matter that we're not, you can. And I'm, I, that's, for me, I think I've done okay in the other areas with my kids. Language, I must say, it's been a hard one for me. Because their daily life is in English. Their daily life is in English, and and eventually, and so they they, they understand, and I'll even in Akuluma they'll understand. But for them, their default is they will have a full conversation just responding in English. And eventually, you're like, you're okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's but we can't accept that it's it's not reversible because then what's going to happen? We absolutely have to reverse what we can. We have to address the land issue. We have to address the and education. You cannot say, ah, the education system is what it is. Hey, my children just learn about whatever. The Xylophones. The, and no, what is your, unfortunately, it makes it more, it's extra work for us because we go to work, you exhausted to come back. But then it means that you also have to educate your kids yourself. Yeah, we have to put in the extra work. You have to put in the okay. extra work. You have, to, you have to teach them about the history that is relevant, that they're not learning. You can't say, well, they don't know it, they didn't learn it at school, just because we didn't get taught some things at school that we should have been taught. So what are you doing about it? True. You have to do that. I mean, I see it in the spiritual, religious realm where a lot of people, we just we grow up, you go to church, that's it. We don't know anything else, and that's fine. But there is what was there before that. I mean, for me, I, I never understand people who are like, ah, I don't know about that. We don't, we don't do that. Okay, so you, you actually don't even want to learn about it? You actually don't even, people don't thing. even want to know. Or when you start drawing the parallels between religion and colonization, and people literally, they're just like, no, like, don't challenge my brain, like, brain freeze. But brain religion freeze. was part of enforcing colonization. It's too uncomfortable to admit that you can choose to be christian that's fine but it was doesn't you need change to ac- the fact it doesn't change the fact that it was used to this is the thing yeah. so that's the that personal responsibility that particularly when you're a parent i think as yourself yes but once you take on the responsibility of other people that you're now bringing into this world you have to engage at least at a level to put these people these kids in a better position to engage with the world. So I think the responsibility is ours. And, but that's also, that lack of accountability and lack of responsibility is also a hangover from the colonial times. It's, it's a post-colonial outcome that you are so disempowered, you don't know anything, you cannot change anything that you must just accept. So you're just like, ah, this is, what team, this is how I grew up. Mm, I don't know anybody. But it's, it's, it's because you don't... People genuinely don't believe they have the ability to change, I think. Not consciously, obviously, because mm-hmm. consciously everyone will say, of course we can do it. But to do the real deep inner work of challenging core beliefs it's that tough. you were breastfed. It's tough. It's very, very tough. It's very, very tough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we, I, I cannot accept that... Things are unchangeable. Like, I'll die trying, bruh. Like, it's okay. <laughs> we have to push. <laughs> we have to push, you know. Otherwise, it's accepting defeat in the deepest sense. And 
you know, if everyone accepted that defeat, we wouldn't even be here having this conversation in this house, in this suburb, in this, you know what I mean? Like, true, true. We might not get to the end goal, but we just put, we push, we push five kilometers, we move. At least someone will take it from kilometer six to kilometer nine, whatever. Yeah. I guess this is a good time to tell us a little bit about yourself because we've just been talking. Who is Notando? Where does she come from? Your surname, it's Migogo. Do Migogo, I, am I, yeah. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Migogo. Migogo, mm. okay, yeah. It's a Lomwe surname. The Lomwe from northern Mozambique. Okay. I'm, I want to go there. I still, I've never been to go and search for my people. Yeah. <laughs> but my, yeah, so that's, um, that's where my grand my great my grandfather was originally from so yeah i mean i was born in zim i Wait, grew up zim. in Mbulawai. Mbulawai up north yeah and grew up in Botswana, joining and to two parents and a brother i've got two kids and what do you do i mean what do you do i know what you do but listeners <laughs> would, would be interested to know so i'm a copyright legal entertainment Specialist, okay. law specialist. Only music artists or across the creative Across industry? the creative space. So okay. the, for the full creative entertainment spectrum. I think, I mean, my passion really is how to make a positive impact in the creative space by, by bringing in some kind of mechanism that helps with creating structure. Because I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges for our industries is that there's there's a lack of structure and when i say structure i mean infrastructure i mean you know strategic support you know information services etc so that's that's the gap that sosela that's the name of our company sosela sosela yeah Yeah. sosela legal and advisory so i mean we're working in film music me personally music is a big part music and and literary works book publishing my partners Andrew and Matozi. Andrew works a lot with TV and film clients Legal as well. Work, okay. And Matozi more on also on music because he's actually a musician. Like no one really knows. He's a poet actually. And then we actually all have some kind of art background. Yeah, okay. yeah. And yours? What's yours? Well, no, except me. Ah! I was about to say we all can't. That's why I was like, oh, mm, they. <laughs> well, I mean, they say. So, I mean, so so Andrew runs a, a, a record label. Okay as well, called Mushroom Hour. Matozi is a, is a poet, artist, called Makafula Vilagazi, during the night Name, ring, name rings a bell. Yeah, you would have, yeah. He's, name rings he's a bell. Done, yeah. And then, so I'm not, I mean, I'm a failed, attempted musician, many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> like me, I'm a shower rapper. Hey, dude. <laughs> dude. You know, you think back, you think, oh, I actually... Thought I was gonna make it, like really. Yeah. But but I mean, I'm. It's that passion that then propels you, right? Yeah. yeah true. Um. I'm also a sound woman. Is that what you want? Uh, yeah, that's what I wanna get. I wanna hear who the full Notando is, as a person, as a career person. Practicing um, ngoma, sangoma. Fully practicing now. Yeah. No, I'm practicing. I mean, it's yo. Oh, it's it's hard. From a time perspective, it's it's very intense. This is why I'm also always exhausted because my weekends is that life, and then during the well, during the week is a I, professional. Yeah, and yeah, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two kids as well. Okay, that's actually pretty significant because it they take important. up a lot of my time yes. and a lot of my you know space in my mental and emotional yeah. space. And how do you? I think going back to how we started the conversation, how, how do you reconcile the two? Again, two different cultures. You've got Sangoma, which is very, very an African thing in different African cultures, whether Basutu, Kosa, you name mm. it. 
there's dinaka mm. and reconcile it with a professional side. And in your case, it's from a legal perspective. Mm. How do you reconcile those two? I can almost say two different cultures. Mm. Or maybe reconcile is the wrong word, but how do you balance? How do, they yeah, how do you flow between the two yeah. of them from a mental space point of view and yeah, yeah from a life point of view? Well... I think, okay, so let me start here. So if we, the area Or perhaps let's start with, because again, many, I'm, I'm assuming here a lot of people know what Sangoma is. Maybe you can give them, because many, again, going back to the conversation how we start, many people have a negative connotation when you say you're a Sangoma. Yeah. From a Western culture. Some I people, always forget that, then I'm always surprised when someone is being funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. No, 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 they have a negative connotation because yeah. some in Western culture it's seen as a witch doctor or something negative, you know? The weaponry of language exactly a witch doctor is not a sangoma but that weaponry was used specifically to move people from their own culture yeah and say that no this is witchery and whatever and move to our religion and 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 then when you say it in english it sounds awful it's it's it's, you know so perhaps explain to us what just in a nutshell not it yeah. doesn't have to go into deep, but what it is so that people to understand is is a traditional healer and a diviner. That's really, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. in African culture, African culture, yes, right? in general, we, in general, the spirit, spirituality is linked to our, our ancestors. When your ancestors pass, they don't disappear. Funny okay. enough, it's similar in other cultures, but we'll As get to well. that. <laughs> no, it's, it's exactly they don't that. call it that, <laughs> no. but it's similar. Yeah, it's actually exactly <laughs> that you're right. I mean, um, Catholics have saints which were people who were living and but the weaponry of language. Yeah, now you pray through them. We believe that your ancestors remain a part of your family, and part of your family structure. So whether you're someone like everyone, right? And you call on the same way you would call on your family when you know when you want to get married. You call your uncles. You bring the family. This is what we want to do. Ask for advice. The same thing that we do with those that have have passed. This is not what all Africans should be doing in any case, in any way. Now, a sangoma is someone who one of their ancestors, or there's a gift within that family bloodline, right, where your ancestor and their ancestors, etc., was a healer the diviner and is able and has a stronger uh, i don't know use the the language in english is but uh, access to to that realm so okay. to speak because okay. it's a through that gift so yeah. that gift is passed down generation to generation can skip generations or whatever it so is. in a christian context it would be like somebody who's a pastor or somebody who can intercede or they say, yeah they say intercede yes. and pray on behalf and connect with yes towards exactly that and 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 that becomes a gift that's personal because i think it does happen in christianity as well that yes you know if your father or your grandfather is a pastor it's quite likely that now you also have more yeah and you also have so that's exactly what a sangoma is a person with with that gift as part of a context that is general that that is generally accepted in african culture right so your question was how do i how does this coexist how do you flow between how do you coexist as as a sangoma as a legal as an attorney how do you because i I, I ask that because some people might see them as contradictory because they're from two different i mean law is roman is law, law law is roman or greek right yeah, Roman Mostly Dutch. Roman Dutch. Yeah, Roman. our our system. Yeah. But I mean, okay. So, and I think maybe this is why I'm I kind of do the work that I do in the, I'm in the field that I'm in. I think it's because of 
the fact that I'm also Ngoma. I mean, if yeah. you look at, the, okay, the Zulu word, Ngoma, right? Song. Yes. Ngoma. Sangoma, Ngoma, Ngoma. They always say creativity and spirituality are different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Right? So that's why you have, you know, you have creatives who you don't even, you know, like, have a, seem to have a very deep spiritual side. Because it's, it's, you, you're drawing from a source other than yourself. Mm. With you know, with whether you're a painter, that. whether you're a writer, especially ones who are, who found their voice and are very good, are very good. They yeah. they literally almost they're a vessel for something else. Yeah. similar. They're to, therapeutic almost, whatever the genre of music. Exactly, similar to being ungoma, right? So I think for me that on one level, the subject matter I'm dealing with and my ability to continue working in the subject matter is that it resonates with my practice as a healer and the way and that's actually one of the reasons i had to move and and opens and do so open sosella because i actually have work to do that is beyond what one you know it's my professional work yes mm. but it's also a calling okay. you know in what i so in, you'd in, say in, the two are sort of joined together for yeah. you as you as for, purpose of your life I think so. So that's on that's on one level. I think one way of looking at it. But the other, your initial question was, how does it coexist yes. within me? It's a problem for people. For me, it's not a problem. Like it's it, this is who I am. So the fact that I'm reading a book about copyright law, I can read that book whether I'm a sangoma, whether I'm a mm, pastor, mm. whether I'm a doesn't matter who you are. That's you know you're able to deal with things. The only thing is, is time management, I think, I guess. Okay. But from a, from a cognitive or ability to actually say, I'm, I, I don't live two lives. There's no dissonance. I ref- it's just... I, there's no dissonance at all. I, and I refuse. I think initially, when I after, just after Ntwasa, I was like, oh my gosh, how is this going to happen? But then once I accepted that this is who I am, you know, I've never hidden, I've never... I've never lived a life that, okay, now I'm going for these meetings. I'm going to make sure I don't wear my beads. I don't, you know, or I... I That's I, who you are, yeah. I mean, I'll be in a meeting and I will feel a certain way about something and I'll make a decision about that transaction based on umoya, based on how mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, and people will be like, but I'm like, I don't care. That's how... And that's, that's how, you how feel. and that's how I feel, and that's how I do it. That's why, for me, it's I've just I'm just like I let go. Hey, I surrendered. I was like, this is who I am. This is literally who I am, and I know it makes people uncomfortable. I mean, I used to hear weird things like at my previous place of employment that apparently I bring stuff to work, and but and and because people were so deeply uncomfortable, they have they're the ones who can't comprehend this. That how can a person be a witch doctor. Which and is what they, because they've been conditioned. They've been that. conditioned to think that and also be a professional person that we can respect. I mean, does being a sangoma affect my mental capacity? No. no. It doesn't. I'm but, absolutely but the able. narrative is that it, it does. The narrative is that, it, so, so to answer your question, I think other people have a, are the ones who struggle to reconcile the two. I absolutely don't. I'm guided, even, you know, with clients, the clients I choose. Now, if a client will come and I just feel a certain way, that's it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And, 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 and my, you know, my partner's be like, but, but I'm like, I can't. So I allow myself, and it's worked for me, you know. I, I think initially it was kind of, no, you have to present yourself in a certain way. Yeah, mm. you're not handling That's why I asked, is there no Disney? Because being legal, you, you've seen as this prim, proper, and 
Yeah. So there's a certain way of doing this. I say it's a yeah. culture almost. But I don't even think own, I've ever really sense. presented. I think I've always kind of been a bit of slightly on the outskirts of that culture anyway. So, you know, I've, I don't really even present in that way. I hear your question and I understand it. But for me, it's really not even that big a deal, hey? It just exists inside. It, it just it, it is what it is. I mean, you have your things. No, no, you yeah, know, that you still, are yourself. People yeah. are not going to be like, "Wow, how do you do this and do that?" It's just who you are. They just exist within. It me. just exists. It just that's that what I'm saying. It's, it's only the practicalities. But For I think the question management. again comes from that narrative again of yeah. of, of being a sangoma being seen in a negative in not, a negative way. Yeah, it's not. How can I put it? It's not seen. I must say this cautiously, but it's not seen as normal for somebody to be a sangoma and still be professional. That's why it still makes big news or whatever when somebody becomes a sangoma. It's like, they've become a sangoma. Again, back to how we started the conversation, it's that systemic changing of culture, eradication of culture to say these parts of your culture are horrible. Are horrible. They're not part of normal life. And I mean, just before I get to that one as well, just to be fair, I mean, because Amadlozi, you know, are quite, can be quite, and that's why I started with the point that I'm a, maybe, I probably am better or easier able to do, live in both worlds because of the, of the field I work in, you know, working with music, there are people that you, you'll find spaces and work where, you know, your ancestors would not allow you to work. So I, I think to be fair, there is also that thing from within the culture of Bungoma, you, you could find that your Amadlo's like don't want you to do some Amadlo sometimes just want you to sit and work, do their work full time, as in work in Dumbeni. Like yeah, in, yeah, and that's it. And and there are people who are living that life. There are some people who who can do other different types of work. So it, it just really depends what Amadlo's like allow you to do. In terms of it's being seen as being abnormal. I, I guess, and but this is this is part of what we're talking about in terms of re-educating and re-normalizing what is yep. actually normal. No, exactly it. You know, Isangoma have been part of culture and society, not as like ooh those people, just they like they're just people, you know, and this is who they are. Yeah. And I think that's part of what this is. People need to understand that it is what it is. This you have Isangoma working yeah. in different spaces. My mo- my mom's grandmother was. Umgoma, Sangoma, right? But even my own mother, having lived with her grandmother, raised by her grandmother and all of that in that space, when it came about that I'm, you know, I'm following that path, she was still, she was also very, she was very against it, you know? And and very, don't, you know, she's, she's not really trying to acknowledge it for two reasons. The one is that she saw how tough life is for people who follow their calling because of society. But she also... Also had that conditioning that oh, Zangoma not. You know, she's like, once you're Zangoma, you won't be able to live a normal life. You won't be able to. That's, to, to, <laughs> that's to why interact I yeah, with people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I was just like, nah, like, no. You oh. know what I like saying? And we we had this conversation. I think it was last year with Nzalo, where I said, for me, it doesn't matter. It's like everybody's got uh, talking about being Zangoma, being normal, and everything. Everybody's no, got what a, is normal. Is normal. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. For me, it's more like everybody's got a life, what I'd call a life coping mechanism, storytelling mechanism. Uh-huh. It could be a psychologist. It could be Christianity. It could be Hinduism. It could be mm. Buddhism. It could be being a Jew, whatever. You've got, you could even be an atheist to visit psychologist, as I say. Mm. 
but you've got what I call a storytelling life coping. I don't know if that's the right word. Mechanism or something that helps you explain life, something that helps you understand life, something that mm. helps you or guides you along life. And most of that is culture-based. Mm. So to me, there's no difference. Like you say, it's normal. Psychologists, same thing. Mm. 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 You walk in there, you're trying to understand why am I having these dreams? Mm. Why are these things not going right? Mm. Why is this happening? Same reason somebody goes to Ingom. Mm, mm, mm. No, absolutely. absolutely. So I, uh, for me, it's more like it doesn't really. I, I can't judge. I, I really can't judge because that's a sort of perspective or view I view it from. To say again, going back to how we started, is that there's different cultures and they make us all stronger. But I mean, also, yes and no. I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But for example, I can zoom goma. It's not the same role or job that I, that a psychologist fulfills. You know, I've told people, clients, what you need to do, you need to go into therapy. I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to do Aha, a, I see. I'm not, so, so, and, ah, and, and that's, and that's, and that's okay. so, for example, we've got, as part of my practice, Bungoma, so Inyanga, so not Dinyaka, Dinyaka, in Kasutu, because I think... Dinyaka gets a Miriam, Zadiklar. Exactly. And then Umgoma, Kasutu is, they also call it Dingaka, but... Um, we use the same word. The same word for both. there's a there differentiation. Are, there's a differentiation. Even people sometimes say Inyanga, meaning Sangoma, mm. right? So Inyanga is not a, a gift, bloodline gift. No. You it know certain be. skills, herbs. It can be, yes, but you can be taught. Yes. You can literally you know be the taught. Herbs, you know this, you know this. So you, you can Again, this is education we need. We don't know the difference. The Many difference. people don't know the difference. They don't, yeah. So they just go, which doctor? That word needs to be eradicated from, like, language. It, it, it makes, it's, it's, it's awful. Because either you're a witch, which as you know, mtagati, I guess, like which a, is something completely different. Which is something different. completely different. But they had to add doctor because we say ngak. Ngak. So now it's like to I, confuse. That, it's that like word just is to confuse, literally yeah. the most useless, meaningless, terrible word I've ever come across. But anyway, so <laughs> so I was just saying that you know, so you've got your psychologist. I'll I'll have so if someone comes so you in, don't fulfill that role. No, I'm, I don't want. I can't. Like, if you've gone through a major trauma, yeah, you'll come through to me. So, whatever trauma you've come through, you come through to me. It might require cleansing, so a spiritual cleansing to, mm-hmm. you know, let's say someone who's been physically traumatized, but you know, whatever rape or something, and then whatever else I can assist you from spiritually, from in, in that sense. But you, you probably need six months to a year, if not more, of counseling with a professional. I'm not that. I'm not equipped to do that. I could. I, I'm able to intercede and tell you what your ancestors would want you to do in a certain situation within around this, or you know, what, at spiritually your healing. But I. I mean, I'm. I'm very comfortable. I mean, I know there are there are Zangoma who be like, you know, try. I don't believe in that. I think they are mm-hmm. professionals for a reason. And I'm a, as a diviner, I'll be able to see and tell you and where I've got the herbs and medication to assist in certain instances, I will. If you've got cancer, I personally will refer to a don't do- have... Again, that's another misconception that people think that Isangoma try to... Well, there have been cases. It's, it's both a misconception and some actual case studies mm. where certain Isangomas will... Tell people with HIV, people with cancer, people with chronic diseases too, and tell them that they can help them, knowing very well that they can't. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like crazy churches that heal people by spraying exactly the doom. same thing. You know exactly what I mean? the same. Like Corruption, this is holy water; it will take away cancer. You know, it's it's it's. Look, the other thing is though, it must it must be said, Isangoma have different gifts. Oh, okay. It's not Uti, you know, you hear you are. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Can you explain that? Are you allowed to explain that? Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there, there are people who are more gifted in, like, healing. So you have people, you have Zangoma who, for example, if someone steals your car, if a child is missing, they can, they can pull up in real time, as in see in real time and tell you it's a, it's, they're in a red car. Where, and in, there are people who are gifted in that. And remember I said it's a gift that comes down from... Mm-hmm. There are people who are more gifted in literally healing physical ailments. They will be able to... comes very naturally to them to know exactly this is the problem, this is the herb that you need. Or even dream of the herbs, whatever it is. There are people who generally dream of what is happening in the future. They can see something coming before it happens. It's different things. But I, I personally do not believe in like... And I remember my, my, my gobela, my like that whole the AIDS thing, we had lots of discussions about it. Yeah. You're like, never ever get into the... Don't ever think you're going to be the person who's now going to cure AIDS with your gift. Like, stop it. Like, mm-hmm. no one should. It's not true. And that's the other things that Ubungoma is not like the most almighty, powerful human beings that are walking Again, on that's earth. What some people, that's, that's the other side Africa of the spectrum. Africa. That no. Black magic. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You've, you have people who use, ma- magic exists. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like. It, it, <laughs> well, I'm saying <laughs> yeah, because I'm saying yeah, because you're saying it, but I, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Have, <laughs> no, like people buy a lawyer. Like what? Is, I don't know what the word magic means in this context, but like people do lawyer. No, I mean magic can mean look lawyer. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like it means for for the English speaker to bewitch. To to bewitch, yes, yes, that's the word. So that does exist, you know, because it's how magic. does that work though? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What do you mean? How does it work? No, I. How do people do it? Yeah, not how. <sighs> Yes, how do they do it, and how is it received? Like, and for me, this is beyond you. Whether you're a Sangomo, just you yourself. Is it like in psychology or the Western world where mm. they say your thoughts can manifest not only on yourself but even on others, on your environment, and on others? Is yeah. it similar? It's similar to that. Like that—that that is a sort of a backdrop to it of how of the. Or sort of the foundation of the, it. The foundation of it. That intent and the ability to create energy out of intention. Whether you believe it or not, it's a thing. So when you have Isangoma, who, where you go and you are specifically trained, go when you go to Twasa, you're specifically trained how to use your, 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 the energy and the spirituality that you have from Amadlo's Ako, right? Because you, you, you go there to learn how to control this thing. That's why people, before they go in Twasa, they're like sick. They're all over the place. They're like... Mm, that's what I always hear, on. yes. Like, ah, you're being Did harassed. you go sick? Yeah, I had like major anxiety, depression. But even okay. from when I was younger, I mean, just weird things happening, like random... Should you have survived this thing? Okay. So you go there to learn how to communicate with it, was like, or how to let it manifest certain things. So now if you have that, and a person's intention and will, and someone who has knowledge of actual physical substances that have properties, because their things have properties. It's, mm. it's like, that's why 
for example, if you smoke weed, because there's a certain property that makes you mm. high, there's certain herbs that do certain different Put all of that together with the right knowledge. You can do, you can make things happen. Okay. So it's not magic like, woo. Abracadabra. No, but you you are able to intentional things. Intentional, yeah. Mm. But in in what might appear to other people as, if I can put it that way, as unexplainable. Because that's what magic normally is, is. Something happens and other people are like, wow, we can't explain this. We can't explain how it happened. We can't explain how it happened. But I mean, even all those magic tricks on TV, they, they, people have been, they practice, they, he doesn't just... No, yeah, those, those, it's distraction, mostly. Mostly, but I don't know. I think all magic, it's, it's something that you do. So you can't explain it. Uh, let me not speak about magic because I don't know about those magic. I don't mm. know, but... But Ugloya, bewitching. <laughs> I also don't know about Ugloya. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, like really, and this is why yeah. I, I, I always get very, like people who learn, like let's say you, 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 your uncle's a sangoma or your sister or whatever, then you learn how to do certain things, how to use certain medis- medicines and stuff, and you now go out there and practice. A lot of people who practice abanga twasang, abanga twasili, and those are the most dangerous because when you twasang, that happens. You gain access to the knowledge, right? So you may not have the gift. But you gain access to the knowledge on how to use certain herbs, how to use certain mm, mm. things. And then you go out there and you say, like, for example, a, a typical one, people will say, but my husband is cheating on me or whatever. Yeah. How do I do that? And there's certain things, things you that do. you can use, right? But I would never, like... <laughs> no, it, it's, this is dangerous, eh? This, this podcast <laughs> has taken a, an off-ramp. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then they... When you trust her, yeah. you almost it's almost like with the I don't know, doctor's oath of whatever, whatever. Like you when when you become a medical doctor, you, you take an oath. So there is a code or a manifesto yeah, of sorts or an oath of sorts. Um teto we shoba, like the, the, the oh, law. Um teto. Yeah, um teto we shoba. Shoba. You learn, you're not supposed to You use see these are doctor. these are sorry to interrupt. These are the things that people don't they just think it's random, wild and oh. people just do for fun, but there is a code. There's a code. You're not supposed to do harm. You're not supposed to, Just like to doctors, dabble. Yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to dabble in dark things. You're not supposed like I personally my practice will never try to affect people's free will. So for me, if you come to me and your partner has gone wild and you don't know what to you're do. You're not gonna stop them. No, you I, I'm not you no, know, because once you start doing that, you're not the be all and end all of all you don't you're starting to dabble with things that you can't control. You don't know what the eventual effect is. Next thing people become obsessed with people and kill them for talking to another person because mm, you try to turn mm, them. Mm. You know? So for me I would you only I work with my client, this is okay. Maybe there's something, you know, we can cleanse you, wash you, mm, mm, something, mm. whatever. But I'm not going to try and, and, and work with someone's free will on the other. You're not supposed to do that. But people who learn how to do these things or without uktuasa, without uktuasa, don't have that responsibility or that conscientiousness, or whatever, you know, to mm. be like. And they'll just do random things that become very, very dangerous, life-threateningly dangerous. So it's, it's not something, it's a very big vault of knowledge that one gets access to, uh, but it has to be exercised extremely responsibly. Otherwise, mm. it can be very, very dangerous. And then you have this knowledge, and then whether, if you do, choose to use it for negative reasons or negative things, then so then you are targeted. Now that that is that is which yeah, which is because your intention is exactly the is intention bad. is bad. 
and there's there's a lot of that as well. And you have it's it's hectic. <laughs> it's a lot. That sound hectic. It, it, it's a lot, but it's also it's life giving. You know, I mean, I I cannot imagine my life any other way. To have a daily relationship, intimate relationship, is such a blessing for me. Like it's yes, it complicates my life in different ways, but I literally cannot imagine who I would be outside of that. Yeah, and when you're saying that, before I shift the 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 conversation to something else. You sound literally, and I'm not judging, but it's exactly, and trying to position it in the context of cultures, it's exactly what a Christian person who's born again would say. Mm. Or so, you know, it's like, and mm. that's why I'm trying to, I'm not trying to normalize it. I can't normalize it. I'm not the person to normalize mm. But I'm just trying to say it is and the practice and visiting one and etc is part of African culture. It's just that it's been made to be sort of abnormal, even among Africans ourselves. Especially amongst, I think, I think non-Africans who are, I mean, they really could care less, really. I mean, mm. I think the architects of the colonial, mm. and, uh, you know, they were like very guys we need to do. But now it's kind of, they just like, they don't care. It's the black people, the Africans who are the most offended so we've become self-policing yeah no, of cultures that we are not that are not ours and remember <laughs> ubungoma is not a culture is is not a no is, no no is, it's, it's not a religion it's it, part of a culture it's part of a culture so what what we actually have a problem with is our own culture. spirituality even culture and our own culture but i don't understand how we can say we we want we political freedom, economic freedom, but we cannot... Spiritual freedom. We cannot see that... It's just, it's amazing. It, like, I don't get it. You know, how, how we cannot see hmm, that... That's important. We need spiritual... You know, you look at all countries that were... You, I always say, you know, look at India. They were colonized. And yes, mm. you still have Christians in India, but, you know, you revert back to... Or you go back to what your personal indigenous spirituality was in China. Africa, like, it's just like... No, we we like in complete denial. But it means that systemic eradication of our culture is deep. Then it's very deep. It's very, 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 very. I mean, we almost at self hate level. We are custodians of Christianity. I don't have a problem with Christianity. No, that's why I said earlier. Like you can choose, but don't put down anyone else. Anything anyone else, else? You know, anyone else's culture. Being a Christian, being raised Christian. But one thing I hate is people who will say this is the only way to live. Mm. This is the only religion. Everybody else is evil. They're going to hell, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. I, I can't accept that. I can't. As well. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I but can't. for me, I, I must say that I will say that, and this is not me, mm. not, I'm not putting down Christianity or any other sure, religion. Sure, 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 sure. But as a, as a black African that is not indigenous to me and my people. Like, that's true. So for me, I it, can it accept that. That's it, true. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. So for me, that is why I don't even... It's not a... I'm not comparing... On, and I can go to church. I mean, I, excuse me, I'll go to church. I don't have a problem because God is God. Whether, you know... Because that's other misconception that in African spirituality, there's no God. No, we worship it is. Ancestors. You look at the no, words, the language. We've always had the words. But that... As a black African, just like my language, 
my language is my language. That is the language of my ancestors. That is who we are. Not to say that English is not a good language. English is great. French is great. Swahili is great, you know? And I, but Unayaku, you've got your own. This is my yeah. language. And that is the same thing with our spiritual and religious systems. This is who we have always been. And until we decide for ourselves, which, you know, we're drawing the line here. We no longer... Uh, those mm. but for me I, I i have a very yeah I, I i can't just that's why for me it's not even a matter of i choose christianity or i choose mm. have you fully why why would you want to walk away from where you've well I, I i'll speak for myself mm. it's also a thing of being like i said education thing you don't know from a young age something else no, but you literally, you you literally not walking away from something. You've been in this thing, okay? Yes, fair know. enough. Yeah. That's all you know. But fair enough, as you grow older, like I am now, then you realize, oh, okay, this this is what happened to for me to be to here. be here. Then comes again something we talked about: the tough thing of changing or saying or how do we or consciously, yeah slowly doing those changes yeah and taking the responsibility to educate yourself on what it was and why we moved away from it yeah and then make a decision after that or even if you don't even have to make a decision but at least be knowledgeable because it's very difficult when you have to engage with people and they actually don't they're from a place of ignorance and they will not they will not be informed mm. Because once you're informed, you're already engaging with the witch doctory of Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of language, actually, before I move to the music and the arts and the legal side, it's fascinating, and I try to raise this with anyone who cares about languages and cultures. If you look at African languages, and yes, you, I think you can even inform, tell me if I'm wrong. We've always referred to a community of people or grouping of people not based on color. You will never find a color word for anyone. Whether you're referring to Europeans, Chinese, Asians, we never use color. Rather, we use characteristics. And what I've learned, and I, I, I wish I had time and I wish I was academic and I could do proper research on this. And what you observe going back, you realize that the idea of color, the idea of race, literally came on ships. Yet you are darker, therefore you are black, and I am white. So mm. I, I'll give you an example in Sutu. We call Europeans Makua because, and I asked about this word with mm. people who, professors, academics of Sutu language, Hukwa means to sort of cough, and when you coughing really? spit, and it's because when they landed on ships, they had this sick, I don't know what it's called, but from sea salt and I all that, see. they had this... Uh, they were coughing regularly. So we called them Makhua. Because we didn't say you are lighter because within our, and my theory is that within our own cultures, we had lighter people, darker people. Then you go to Abezul, it's Abelung. Ibunu is from Afrikaans, I understand. Yeah. But then I went further up and tried to get like, in in in, in Swahili, it's Mzungu. I don't know where, but it's not color. I know for sure it's, no, it's not, not color. color. 
The interesting one is in, it's Igbo. White person is called Oyinbo. But that comes from when I dug a bit deeper, it comes from when the white people came to try and get slaves, they would ask the Igbos because they were big and strong, etc. Oyeigbo, okay. which they learned from the chiefs to mean, are you Igbo? Because they wanted Igbo people. So the Igbos and the, oh, Oyimbo, 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 Oyimbo. Uh, so okay. looking at, okay, this is not a totality of all languages mm. in Africa, but just that sample tells me that, okay. Mm, mm. Again, it goes back to culture and... But I mean, also, though, I mean, as... It goes back to the culture thing as well. But we, as as black people, are Bantu. Exactly. We don't refer to ourselves as Motuemutsu. I mean, it even sounds strange saying it. Yeah. (laughs) Like Motuemutsu. But it's interesting, though, that then... Abelungu, they are othered, so they are the other people. About what does Abelungu mean? And I've actually, as, as you were talking, I was trying to remember because I remember. An, oh, what is it derived from? Because some words are. De- I must actually. It's derived I've from something. Com- I've, I've heard similar to what, like what you're saying, but it's it's not the coughing yeah. ones. But it's some. I'll, I'll actually have to just double okay. because there's been a conversation, but it was more derived on Ntu. And then how those characteristics are reserved, or that's how it's for as black people, yes. yes, yes. Which I thought was like okay. So I, and I and I, I don't think I followed up on that discussion. That's yeah. why I need to. But I'm sure it's derived from a characteristic of sorts, of, of or a description sorts. of sorts. Yeah, which is why the idea of yeah, I do sometimes agree with being called black, but it's like that's not what we called ourselves. Yeah, we're people. Or call yeah. me by name. Yeah. The othering, the, the politics of othering separation definitely came with white people because of the agenda that was on the table. We had to now start defining you, uh, being different, you, yeah. ranking you, and just systemically just pigeonholing you and then controlling you. And it helped me understand that, okay, because I used to have a problem when people said black people can't be racist. Then I started looking at the language part from how I look at it. I'm like, yeah, okay. It it makes a bit of sense, not from a power dynamics Mm -hmm. perspective, but from a language perspective. It makes sense because we've never actually classified based on skin color. But the other thing... We classified based on your characteristics. The one thing I do feel that we do need to be careful of as black people in trying to re-understand and you know our past it's not to over romanticize how we are because sometimes you know the narrative becomes you know we were never oppressive of other people oh no we were we we sold our own people as slaves so we were we are human we've been we've got our own power dynamics you know what i mean and and we've got (laughs) so but sometimes we still do i mean and sometimes the whole tip you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, guys, come on. We were not all gods walking. King and kings and queens. We were not all kings and queens. We can't all be kings and queens. What kind of society was exactly. that going to be? Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, I think it's, I bring it up because for us to have a sustainable and workable, what word did we end up using? Not, I, don't uh, know, I but, forgot now. But yeah. re-educating ourselves and where we're at, for it to be sustainable and, and realistic, we have to be realistic about where we're coming from. We are human beings, you mm. know, so we're not, it's not like we're all kings and queens of... All well-meaning. All well-meaning and, and peaceful, all rich no. and 
old. You know, it's just like it's. I'm just like, geez, guys, like that's not a that's no, like can't that's be a, a fantasy of history. It's, it's a not. Fantasy re- of it's history. not real. And you end up getting caught up in that fantasy and living that fantasy in your world, uh, in your in your mind, that you don't even end up doing the work of trying to understand where you're coming from. We have mm. to be realistic. But that fantasy serves a certain entertainment culture from African American perspective. Sorry yeah. to say, it serves that. It's it serves the whole. There's a certain paradigm. I don't know if paradigm is a certain entertainment culture <laughs> where, again, culture is how people mm. speak, how they dress. And in that culture, all Africans, all black people are kings and queens. queens. And, and and maybe it's that hope. You know, people just like why people go to church every Sunday and or, or whatever, not only church, any, whatever their religious yeah. affiliation is, to almost zone out or tap out of their, their worries, their daily struggle. You go there for a slice of of hope and maybe that fantasy just takes away the, the hard reality that I they're guess. living in and just gives you know gives them a moment to be like oh a fantasy to where you know where we're from i don't know i don't know but i i just i, I just think it's it's a little bit but i think it doesn't help us as you say understand where we're from and help us move forward mm. it doesn't because we've got this weird and distorted view of who we actually are and where we come from it informs our politics. It informs day-to-day life, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. But talking of entertainment, I mean, what you've you've got immense experience in the entertainment industry, especially music. What have you seen? I mean, there's challenges up to this day. That's what always surprises me. Up to this day, we still have artists that complain about being robbed, specifically by record labels, and. Why is why in this day and age do we still have artists complaining about that? Secondly, are record labels really at fault? So when you get enter into any transaction, any transaction at all in life, right? How that transaction pans out is usually determined or largely influenced by the power dynamics at that table, right? So if you and I about get into a deal and I am crazy hungry. I am, yo, I need this. And you're like, you've got economic and commercial leverage on me. How's it going to come out? Chances are, unless you're a really, really good So good would you guy. call that coercion on the side of record labels? It's not even co- we're not even there. That's, that's even now the next thing we're going to yeah, yeah. Th- I'm just talking about once, when, when we're at the table. The same thing that happens when our presidents go to these world um, summits, summits, economic forum. Yeah. Are you literally? And I mean, are you literally going to be there as you know the president of a struggling African country that actually we just really need money when they're talking about something? And I've I've been in those situations mm-hmm. where I've had to represent um, South Africa and Africa in some international meetings where yeah. they're talking something that. Is absolute rubbish and it's whack and it's completely anti the strategy that we should be pushing as a continent. But because at the end of the, you need to leave this meeting with something some millions, you're not in the bank account. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me, that's some bullshit. You're not going to do that. Yeah. So the dynamics when you come to the table already have a, a large determinant on, on, on what that outcome is going to be. Then on top of that, you then. But who's at fault there? You can't, you can't blame the record label there, surely? No, that, and that's why I was saying this is before we start talking about coercion yeah, and start yeah, talking about yeah. undue influence and all of that. Now, that's life. It's not music discussions. It's not... It's, it's just in general any, life, in general, power dynamics. Power dynamics. So I think that's the first 
very, very difficult thing that artists find themselves in. The second then is the potential of unscrupulous, you know, record yes, label. Yes, those exist as well. Just like they exist in every... The one thing I've always said about the music industry is that, like, I don't like the, you know, that artists die poor. Mm. You know, that narrative. There's a general narrative like that, yes. That artists die poor. But actually, can we take a step back and talk about... Let's look at South Africa, South Africans. How many South Africans die poor? Many. The majority. Yeah. Of South Africans die without being able to bury themselves, um, their families being able to bury them, etc., etc. It's not a music problem only; it's a societal problem. So you would say it's a structural, or systemic problem. Structural problem, lack of social infrastructure, you know, socio-economic. It's a country-wide problem, right? So, I think it's always important to look at it from that lens because I think it will also help us think outside the box and how we solve some of the problems within the industry. But the reason, so the power dynamics is definitely one of the, one of the reasons. The second thing is that there's lack of knowledge. In what way? Or from the artist side? From the artist side. Okay. I'm not even talking about, I haven't even, I'm not going to talk about the record labels as yet, or not only record labels, publishers, it's whoever, promoter, mm, it could mm, be mm, anyone. Mm. Lack of knowledge. Now you're coming into any meeting that you would go into, Right. If you don't, all you know is the outcome that you want. In this case, all I want is a deal, or all I want is to be on that gig, mm, mm. Um, on, on, that, on that stage, on whatever. But you don't know what you have to trade to get that. You don't understand. You don't understand the rights that you're giving mm, away. Mm. You don't even understand that you have those rights. When I you just know, focused, you'd say, on the money. I write and I sing. That's what I do. Mm. But what is that? Do you understand that when you write, there's certain separate rights that you mechanical etc etc et yeah when you sing this is what it actually means your brand your name that's a right those are rights those are assets let me let me put it very specifically those are assets now you're coming to this table now i just want uh, this deal just want two million that's it but at two million i don't know what i'm giving I'll, away i'll from sign it. anything for I, two million yeah i don't even and and and, and that two million what and you don't mean? even understand that it's a, maybe it might be an advance on future work. Chances are it's an advance. Like, you're going to have to pay. No one's going to give you two million for nothing. No. Best, you know what no. I mean? So I think those are two of the biggest reasons why people to this 2020 would still sign those kind of contracts or, or get into, you know, bad situations. And then, obviously, the industry is known historically to take advantage of that well i guess people are each person is looking out for themselves, for themselves. in any the situation. record label executive is looking out for himself i'm sitting across a naive person i'm gonna take advantage of this same way and which rarely happens but if an artist finds a more lenient record label executive they'll squeeze they'll, they'll, they'll squeeze as much as, as they can to get out of it and that will happen whether you're trying to negotiate you're trying to buy a house those two things come in as well. How much do you know about the area, the whatever, the house, and what are the power dynamics, you mm. know? And, and everyone is going to try and get the best deal, the seller and the buyer. Mm. But I, I would like to think that, particularly the second one, the knowledge aspect now is getting better in the sense that coming into the industry in 1990, when internet... You didn't really have access yeah, to the internet. Yeah. Even if you had access to the internet, it's not like you're going to go find articles. No, articles that articles there was very few information, especially for countries like South Africa. You know what I mean? But now, young, you know, young, young kids are very savvy online. They're doing a lot of research. 
Fine, they probably know a whole lot, whole lot more about the American industry. But from it online. guides them a bit. It guides them, no, because it's they, they, it may apply differently here, but it's the same thing, you know, it's the same concepts, yeah. same principles. So that I know, and, and I, I really believe is going to continue to create that pushback to say, no, but this doesn't make sense. But where's, my, where's this royalty stream? How, does this, how is this going to work? So that's on the education side. And then the dynamics, I mean... People's circumstances are different. There's some people. I mean, I've, I don't I've think you can change them. that, can you? It's very hard to change it. I mean, I've, I've advised clients, and this is what I say. I'm like, this deal is not great. Mm. They're gonna give you this amount of money, but for what you're giving them, you really should get that. And the guy will be like, look, I'm hungry. I need, I need this yeah. gig. I need this gig. I'll yeah. give them the song for this. If it's like a for a show, you know, TV mm. show, I'll give them that. And I always say to them, I'm like, but at the end of the day. It's your pocket. I, I'll tell you. I mean, I seventy percent of the deals I see, I'm like, leave it. Bad. Don't. But it's their life. But it's their life. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come home. Cause you come in. I guess you come in without, as from a legal perspective, you come in without knowing the rest of the context. And this is why Sosela is different, though, because we try and and work at it from a strategic, so it's strategic and legal advisory. So even if I say to you that this particular contract is not that great, but okay, your other works, what's your plan with those works? Because let's maybe leverage them differently with different entities and that kind of thing. But yeah, from a purely legal perspective, I might just be like, mm, that's not great. But I, I think also for me, another big passion of mine is working, so not just with the artists, mm. I mean, a lot of our clients are with our entities, companies, and working with those companies to have a certain outlook and a certain way of dealing and approaching their contracts with their artists. That, for me, is actually, that has a lot, lot larger impact than working with Notando in this deal. So I'll work, you know, working with a music publisher and saying, we need to actually change all your, let's, let's look at your, 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 your publishing deals, your, your publishing contracts. Actually, the international benchmark is now here, so you need to tweak that. Mm -hmm. And this is not great. I mean, I'm very pro-creator, pro very mm -hmm. pro-artist. And, and, and my clients will know, I'm like, no, this is not a great clause. You need to, you know... Let's make Change you do that, a license yeah. deals rather or admin. So, and that's how we, you know, we sort of work on, on, so that when that very, 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 very hungry artist comes to that company eventually. Got sort of a full picture of what's available, what's possible. What's available, but also the company hopefully has, is able to, to present a more balanced document to the, to the artist. But it's knowledge and, and, really trying to empower yourself before you sit at that table. Even if you are hungry, at least be empowered with knowledge. But should that be the job of the artists or should it be like their managers who help them? If you have a manager. Oh, but that's, if another, that's another question. That's another thing. And also, there's a ma you have managers, then you have managers. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> No, that's true. And without even being funny, I mean, so you've got your manager who got real managers and, <laughs> and homeboy managers. And 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 you know what? That homeboy bra has stuck it with you when you were gigging there yeah, in Utah. And it's sort of like a reward. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, the one thing you know is that he'll be loyal. Yeah. So you know, which that's is all great. that matters to you. He won't cheat you. So, but is that the me, best way? For me, that that kind of person is probably should should be your manager on the ground your implementer manager 
right? So gigs and all that. Gigs, making sure you get you on time. Band members. You know, band members. That's that's great. But from from a from a your your business affairs manager, like your actual business manager, has to be somebody that has got a very solid understanding of the music industry is a because they, they become the CEO of your comp, of your business. Essentially, they are that. They're your CEO, so they need to understand strategy. They need to understand money. They need to understand and not that they have to be an accountant, that they have to be a lawyer, but they need to know that okay, here we need to talk to Sorcel or we need to talk to this law firm. Here we need to engage. But at least have, as you say, a bigger picture of the industry to bigger know where picture. things fit where. Exactly, they need to have to be plugged in. And that, that manager is the one that will inform you about certain things and, and make sure that you're equipped before you get in. And also to lead your negotiations, mm. you know. Because you're just the creative, right? And, but you've got creatives who are really great in terms of a knowledge perspective. But, it's, but, but wouldn't you say it's more advisable? Yes, they don't do to, that. To the, they yeah. have to, they just focus do that. on performing. And because that cap, that, 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 those power dynamics... Is not only when you're entering the, your your career when you like literally have nothing and you're just trying to get your first deal. Even when you're big, now I don't know. I'm just Mercedes Benz, yeah. for example, comes in and they want to get into a big deal with you, mm. and you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, they're gonna give me a new car every year. This is fantastic. Where do I sign? Trust me, if they're trying to give you a new Mercedes every year, they're getting something from you. So you need to make. That's why you, by then you should have a solid business manager. Mm. Who will be able to negotiate hard with you there, uh, for you yeah. in that in that meeting? To say not only a car, they must pay you. You know, they must pay you're you. Advertising, you're advertising, exactly. you're doing this, you're doing that. Exactly, yeah. and because otherwise, you get in there, you, you're just so overwhelmed and so excited. You sign things that you realize after two years that geez, maybe this wasn't the best deal, or it's still great, but you could have gotten so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you talk about education and knowledge. How do we shift that, even from the manager's side? Because you do, yes, get some people who have managers who are clu not they, what, experienced in the industry, but not too mm. clued up. How do we give them knowledge? How do we change that? How do we shift, sort of move it forward? Yeah. To avoid these narratives that every year a record label or every year somebody died poor and somebody chowed all their money because that's all we see we see the headlines yeah. so organizations like ours mm -hmm. definitely that's what that's how we're positioning ourselves to assist um in those in, in those areas but you have a lot of workshops that mm. that you know people generally don't necessarily go to but you can have workshops you have workshops by these the cmos the samos mm -hmm, etc mm -hmm. you, you gain a lot find it maybe limited to that area or specific area, topic or that topic but you you learn a lot from from there and then online there's actually a lot of information on online mm -hmm. like a lot a lot of documentation i mean a lot of people when i was at samro would be like oh we don't understand how samro works like oh like they'll ask you questions clearly they don't understand how samro mm -hmm. works but those documents and not to say that samro operated perfectly there's yeah. no you know, there's but no, they they're on their website there, there's information there's workshops there's documents you can literally understand public performance at least you'll know that area for mm. your client capaso mm. you can you can even go and set up an appointment with these people and I go to I'm saying, look, I just wouldn't really understand how can I make sure that I'm I'm on top of things. And then the other thing is to is to consult with professionals. You've got people who you know, outside of, of Sosela, but you know, different people in, yes. in the industry that you can make a point to find out who they are and, and ask. And the other thing is if be willing to part with a little bit of money. You know invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. You'll find that a lot of even semi 
established artists or people who do have some revenue find it very, very difficult to pay 5,000 rand for a basic consultation and maybe mm. let someone to review their contract. But same person, 5,000 rand will go and buy a t-shirt. Or, or in well, a club. Or something. Or in the club. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, you know. Priorities. Your priorities. You, you're, you're busy focusing on seeming to be successful, successful but instead what of investing are you yeah, in on becoming successful. I find that, that that's, a, that's a big thing. People are, are not willing to pay fees. No, it's investing in yourself. I think it's just a thinking thing to see it as, look at it as it's the same as buying that t-shirt. It yeah. literally is, if not better. It's Yeah, it's better. Because yes, the only thing is that people won't see you in those legal offices getting that advice. Yeah. But trust me, it is the same. Because it's going to unlock money in the future for you. Exactly. You know, and make you avoid certain things, etc., exactly. etc. Et when you were talking about having a business manager being like a CEO, I actually thought of some artists also don't see themselves as a product of their company. They can't separate who they are as music artists mm. and their personal legal selves. Mm. It's almost mm. like, so for me, when I look, uh, I'm going to use a rap because I listen to too much hip hop. Like you look at Jay-Z, he's able to separate. I'm not saying he's a perfect example. Mm. You've got Jay-Z, the artist, which mm. is a brand, which is an entity on its own. It's not a person. Mm. It's a brand. It exists on stage. It exists on Music, it exists in audio, but then there's the person, Sean Carter, which is two different things. Yeah. And I think a lot of artists fail to say, they sort of go to an extent of, again, it goes back to wanting to be seen to be successful, not being able to differentiate and say, that's me acting, performing, yes. doing that. And this is me as a human being. I need to do different. Those are two different things. Yeah. I don't need to, be, to seem successful. This is just me. If you understand it in that perspective, yeah. that there's that me performing with a different name, mm -hmm. even with the same name, and there's this me living every day as a dad, as a whatever, as a mom, as a yeah. sister, etc. Yeah. No, you have to. I think for sanity's sake, you have to. You yeah. have to have that separation. But they confuse it most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, and then they get caught up. Yeah. I, I think, and this is, but also it depends, even if you don't have, the, I suppose, the funds to do it, like if you have professionals to run your yeah. your persona. But I mean, for me, it's even out, even at the third one, which is the business aspect, which you don't even necessarily have to, have to be doing day yes. to day. That's now your, your, your manager doing yeah. that. There's your personal life and there's your, your brand. Persona, your, your brand. Persona yeah. out there. You should actually give thought to that. You know, you mm. could have initially just, okay, this is who I am and you're going traction. But how do you... What values does it have? What it's different to you as a person. As a person. It could be similar, but it's... Exactly. It's a packaged you. It has to be complimentary yes. because you don't want to be this person no, you, here. You, and then you appear fake. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be complimentary. But you also have to give it a lot of thought because a lot of, I mean, what are the revenue streams today in the music industry? Okay, definitely performing, you know, whatever sales, product sales, mm. but brand endorsements are huge. They are. They've become one of the ways they make money. Big way of, it's a big revenue, revenue source. So... You need to already know, okay, if, if, if this is how I want to make, these are the kind of brands I want to partner up with, this is without, and I don't believe you'll be selling yourself or selling your soul because you don't, don't partner with brands that don't resonate with you. Yeah, you know what I mean? simple so don't as be that. Like, oh, I want to really, you know, partner with, let me say, Sosela, yeah. you know.
but oh gosh, I have to change myself like this, like this, like this. So that's Sosel. No, don't do it. Then don't do yeah. it. Sosel is not the company for you. Okay, that's a bad example. Sosel is always the company. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in terms of brand. No, no, but it's, brand, it's, it's, it's an abstract example. example yeah. yeah. And also, get someone, even if you, you, the, you become the chairman of your company, so you've got like the oversight, but mm. get someone else to, to execute day to day. Yeah, and you don't have. Because they need a very non what is the word dispassionate like objective they, view, very objective view, yeah. very you know go non emotional, non emotional. No, it's a business. Yes. They've got you know an annual strategy. This is how much you want to what to make. To make. This is what you want to achieve this year. Get someone who is a business person to run that and do that for you. And then you it's have your point. private life. Yeah. And I always say you know. Guard that. Yeah, that's why I say it needs to be separate. Mm. And there's some artists who've done an amazing job of doing that, and there's some who, who struggle. I'm mm. sure it's not it's not easy, you know. You can to, imagine, yeah. You know, you're always in the public space, public eye, but I yeah. think I always quote uh, one of my favorite actors. Oh, I forget his name now. I don't know, Jack Nicholson. He was asked many years ago, I think it was the 90s or something, late 90s or early 2000s, why he doesn't do interviews, does it's not seen at most parties. It's like, I need to keep that persona of Jack Nicholson, the actor, in people's heads. You know? They must only, because we know yes. him as a, he's typecast. I've actually seen, you've seen that interview. That, yeah. yeah, he's like, people have a certain image of me acting. And that's what should remain in their minds. My relationship with them, with the public, as in the larger public, yeah. not obviously his family, and is that. Exactly. And that's where it should end. And yeah. that to me makes sense. It's like and I think it also helps with like longevity and you know, sustainability yeah. in the industry for you to actually be able to so you avoid burnout, to avoid, you know, exactly. you, 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 there's, exactly. there's, you've got sacred spaces in your life that are not open to public. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. people are miserable, hey? Very successful artists and, and they're miserable because they just... The pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Everyone is in your space, is in your... I mean, I'm... Everyone feels entitled to your time because I, I, I don't think I would survive as a public persona because you look at them in public spaces, you're having dinner with your family, people want selfies, <sighs> and feel entitled to you taking selfies and yeah. I think to myself, would you do that to normal people? It's like, no. Oh. But they're not normal people. They 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 are objects. They you know they 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 they're not people. That's they're not the whole, seen as people. They're not yeah. seen as people. You know that's why people can talk absolute you know nonsense yeah about them and write about and even them. personal things yeah mm. because they don't see that this is a person that has got feelings that like will be hurt. Yeah. No, it's a public figure. Once you're a public figure, it's over, bro. It's all over for so you. So you need to separate the two. Yeah. Notando, thanks for your time. And I think after after chatting to you now, I, I, I can see what you mean that being an ingoma and being a legal person, it's just one thing for you. You just exist in both spaces normally. It's just things that I do, but it's who I, whatever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Tifomohapi Show, which is broadcast by iAfrican Radio. To be notified of future episodes of this podcast and any other shows from iAfrican Radio, please visit radio.iafrican.com. That is radio.iafrican.com and subscribe. You can catch future episodes on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. 
Also, don't forget to leave us a review and rating of the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tefomohapi, which is T-E-F-O-M-O-H-A-P-I. And also don't forget to follow iAfrican2 on Twitter at I-A-F-R-I-K-A-N. Hot. 